senior citizens first. Let's go that way. All right, in the middle section here, senior citizen. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 Someone else here, senior citizen? Anyone else in the middle section? Yes, you did. Amen. What's well, truth? Amen. All right, on this side, any senior citizen that would like to speak a one-sentence statement? All right, let's go back over here then. Anyone else in any age category? Okay, I just wanted to give our senior folks that first opportunity. But anyone else that would like to stand and just give a one-sentence statement of memory concerning Nana? Amen. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Yes. Amen. All right, that's true. Amen. Anyone else on this side? All right, in the center section. Anyone else like to stand? Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. All right, yes. Yeah, yeah, amen. <laughs> That's so true. Anyone else? Yes. On this side, go right ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right. Anyone else on this side? Amen. Amen. Yep, Mike. All right. Anyone else anywhere in the auditorium? Yeah, Eric. Just wanted to say that she liked the song Honey in the Raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, Jeff. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Bill. Ever loving, mm. encouraging, and ever humorous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, man, I love people. Mm. I was always amazed. 
Mm. Yeah, amen. Amen. Good. Yeah, Chris? Boy, that's so true, brother. I appreciate you sharing that. Let me just say that she, uh, yeah, just in recent days, she had, according to Hulsa's words, she was dragging him around Costco, picking up supplies for Good News Club. And, uh, you know, it's something in how that she, I don't recall that she was ever able to be there on campus and to ever meet those children, but she still loved them and had a burden for them. And uh, you think about this one day, because of some children there that have come to know the Lord, she'll see them in heaven. Amen. And but so, so invested in that ministry. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that, Chris. Amen. Yeah. Leslie. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Good stuff. Anyone else? Praise the Lord for all of this. Yeah, Michael. Mike. Several of, you, several of you have remarked about what you would call her. I, I was always amused through the years that anytime, I mean, without fail, all these 15 years, anytime she'd see me, she'd say, hey, Tim Coley. She'd never say, hey, Tim, or Brother Tim. It was always, Tim Coley, how you doing, Tim Coley? <laughs> always amused at that. You know, but don't you hear, you hear and we know this, don't we? You know, uh, there's so many ways we could describe Nan, and so many words we could use. And when I mentioned about us being indebted to her, that's in a multifaceted way we're indebted to her. And I think we would all agree that it seemed to me that every person in her life, she bestowed significance to us as individuals. She, she gave us a, a sense of, of importance, a sense of... Um, that I matter. I've heard that already in your conversation, your comments today. And she bestowed worth on people. That's what I want to say, didn't she? She bestowed worth, and it just flowed from her. 
And so in many, many ways, we, we are indebted to Nana today and, and, and so many good, good things. Well, let me share with you, if I could, from the Word of God, something I hope will be a blessing to you. We'll not use the PowerPoint. I'll really only have one primary verse. It's a very brief verse. Uh, you can have your Bibles open to it. You may already have this verse marked. If you don't, I just want to encourage you to underline it or to highlight it. Okay? It's, a, it's, a, it's just a really, really good, precious verse. You know, I'll say some things today that to some people might seem very unusual at a time such as this. But you know, the fact is that we as believers, as children of God, we come to this time in a way totally different than what the world comes. That's the reality of it. We, we look at this event from a totally different perspective than what the world does. The world sees it as a, uh, as a final goodbye. Final goodbye. We know that it's only a temporary parting. The world comes to this place with many questions and uncertainties. But you know what? We come, by the grace of God, with many answers and with great confidence. The world faces death with a sorrow, as Daniel read a moment ago, that has no hope. No hope. Those two words are just unbelievably haunting, aren't they? No hope. We too have sorrow as children of God. But in our sorrow, we possess a hope that is eternally steadfast and secure. Now, how is it, and I know I'm asking a group of folks that know the answer to this question, all right, but how is it that we who name the name of Christ can come to a time such as this in such a manner? What, what's the source of this radically, and it is radical, what's the source of this radically different perspective on death? What's the source to be able to say the things that we say and to claim the things we say that we claim? Folks, here's the source, right? It's the, it's the living Word of God. And like we try so often, almost every week, to recite with the kids at McDonald Elementary School, three things. The Bible is the Word of God. It is the most important book in the world. It is a love letter from God. So this book is the source. That's the source of our perspective, of what we know about the realities of of an event such, like, such as this is. Knowing what we know from the Word of God, and again, Daniel read this this morning, these truths bring comfort to us in a time of death, don't they? They do bring comfort to us in a time of death. I'd like for us today to consider a very brief but a wonderful verse that gives us a glimpse into the very heart, into the very heart of God very short verse, but it gives us a picture, it gives us a glimpse, and it reveals to us what the death of one of his children means to him. Are you ready? Think about that. We get to see the heart of God and what he thinks about this event that we're thinking about today. Got your Bibles there? Psalm 116. And I'm going to ask you to read it aloud with me, please, if you would. Psalm 116 and verse 15. Give you just a moment to find it there. Psalm 116, verse 15. 
What, a, what an amazing truth. What an amazing verse. Psalm 116, verse 15. Would you read aloud with me, please? Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Can we read it again, please? Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. A glimpse into the heart of God. That's what we have here. Now, first of all, consider with me the word precious. Think with me just for a few moments here. The richness and depth of that word in the Hebrew language can be better appreciated when we see how it's translated elsewhere in the Old Testament. Now, I don't want you to turn to these. Let me just give them to you quickly. That same Hebrew word in Isaiah 43.4 is translated honorable. The verse says, thou was, precious in my, thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. In 1 Samuel 18.30, it's translated much set by. His name was much set by. In Jeremiah 31.20, it's translated dear. Is Ephraim my dear son? And in Job 31.10, it has the idea of being something being splendid, clear, or glorious. Because in that verse, it speaks about the moon, the moon, the physical moon, walking in brightness. So, if we put all these expressions together, where the same Hebrew word is found in the other places in the Old Testament, then we have the strength of David's meaning. Listen very carefully. The death of his saints is precious. That is, it is honorable to him. It is much set by in his eyes. It is dear to him, and it is splendid and glorious in the sight of the Lord. That's how he looks at the death of his saints. Now, how about that phrase, in the sight of the Lord? Let's think about that for just a moment. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I believe there's more in that phrase than we ordinarily think. Most often, and stay with me now, I hope you'll think with me on this just for a moment. Most often, we probably tie that phrase in the sight of the Lord to the previous word, precious, and interpret it to mean, as I just shared, I just shared this, that in God's estimation, or uh, from his perspective, the death of one of his saints is precious. And that is correct. That is correct. I believe that. But I think that the phrase, in the sight of the Lord, I believe it reveals another comforting truth to us. I believe literally it lets us know that the eyes of God are upon every child of His as they leave this life in the sight of the Lord. That is, the death of His saints takes place in His sight. He sees. Jesus said to His followers in Matthew 10, 29, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? I'd like to say this. If the death of a single sparrow does not escape the attention of God, then we surely have to know that he is attentive when one of his own falls to the ground and dies. Now, Not in this verse, but this truth here does remind us of something else that's important. It reminds us that God is not only attentive to the homegoing of every one of his saints, but that he is present. Think about this for just a moment. Brother and sister in Christ, think about this. God Almighty is present 
at that event. In that well-known passage of Scripture, which is so often read at funerals, and we know it well, Psalm 23, the psalmist proclaimed, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, of death I will fear no evil. And why, why was he able to make that statement? Because what? Thou art with me. Almighty God is present. Every time a saint goes home. And so, man, Rick and your dear family, I know you're blessed and you're comforted with this knowledge that as Nana left this life, her final moments took place in the sight of the Lord and was attended by His very presence. God was in that surgery room. God was there beside that table. Think about that. What what an amazing truth. What a precious truth. And now I think we'll move to this question that comes from the text, I believe. When it says precious, precious, dear, honorable, much set by, splendid, in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. The question comes to us, well, why? Why is that true? Why, Why would the word of God say that? That statement that's so descriptive of God's perspective that shows us his heart. We ask this question, well, God, why is the death of your saints so precious to you? Well, first and foremost, most obviously, I believe, I believe it's precious in his sight just because of how much he loves us. You say, well, what do you mean, Tim? Hey, I like this. Did you notice in that little statement? Did you notice it says precious in the sight of the Lord? Is the death of what? It doesn't say the saints. Do you see that? That's important. It says precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. His saints. Each of us, each of us who know Jesus Christ as Savior is his cherished possession. Each one of us. We are His saint. We are His saints here gathered together. And as such, we know this, He loves us. Romans 8 tells us that He loves us with an everlasting love from which we can never be separated, not even by death. Now think with me along this line for just a second. You know, when you love someone, you want them to be where you are. Is that not true? When you love someone, yeah, you want them to be where you are. With that in mind, listen to these well-known words of Jesus as he shares his heart with his disciples. You know these words well. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Now stop right there. I know you know the rest of the verses. He said, I will come again. But he did not say this. He did not say, I will come again so that I can take you to heaven. Is that what he said? No. I think this is so significant. But rather, he said this. I will come again and receive you unto myself. 
that where I am, there ye may be also. When you love someone, you want them to be where you are. And I think that's one reason why the death of a saint is precious in the sight of God. For that very reason. He gets to have those whom he loves join him in his very presence. Second, I believe the death of the saints, excuse me, the death of his saints is precious in his sight. Because every time, think about this, every time another believer enters the gates of heaven, it gives another testimony to the eternal sufficiency of his atonement for their sins through his sacrifice on Calvary. Every time a child of God walks through the doors of heaven, it's a declaration. The blood is sufficient. It's all sufficient. While on earth, the blood of Christ delivered Nana from the penalty of sin. As a young girl, the day, that day she put her faith in him as her savior, that penalty of eternal death, of eternal separation from God, it was taken care of. It was paid in full by the blood of Christ. And she became on that day the possessor of eternal life. And as the old hymn says it, she was washed in the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Christ was sufficient to take away the penalty of her sin. But listen, when Nana entered heaven, the shed blood of the Lamb of God was shown yet again to be all-sufficient. Because it delivered Nana from the very presence of sin. Praise be to God for the, for the, for the all-sufficient blood, the atonement of Jesus Christ. It is sufficient. I came across a description of what someone thinks might happen in heaven when a saint is about to enter the gates. It's very brief. Let me read it to you. Here's what someone thinks. Quote, when a saint is preparing to die, an angelic messenger proclaims throughout heaven, another saint is coming home today. The mighty hosts cease their activity, and all attention is fixed upon the entrance to heaven where the Lord himself is waiting. And when the saint walks through the gate, they all proclaim, Hallelujah, for the blood worthy is the Lamb. Folks, I, I, I can't help but believe that little, that, little, that little description there may be very well accurate. Because we know the book of Revelation tells us that the eternal theme of the praise in heaven for, forever and ever, the eternal theme is going to be what? Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. And maybe when Nana walked through that gate, that angelic host proclaimed once again, Hallelujah for the blood. It is sufficient. It's been demonstrated once again. Another saint has been delivered from the very presence of sin. The very presence of sin. It's no wonder that the death of his saints is precious in his sight. And then lastly, I want to say that this event is precious in his sight because when one of his children takes their final breath, it is at that very moment that they arrive safely home. Home. And I know you'll hear this, I'm sure, more than today. 
but just just hours, maybe, before Nana went into surgery, just shortly before she went into surgery, she told the family, I have two homes. I have one over on Ritlaw, and I have one in heaven, and I'm ready to go to either one. And when she took her last breath, she woke up home, home. Years ago, a song came out, and uh, I, I have sung it in the past. I've sung it at funerals. It's very descriptive of what death is like for the child of God. The chorus, especially, is so stirring and so encouraging. Would you listen to these words very carefully? Here's what someone penned. Trying to describe what it's like for the child of God. But just think of stepping on shore and finding it heaven. Of touching a hand and finding it God's. Of breathing new air and finding it celestial. Of waking up in glory and finding it home. And that's exactly what happened to Nana. That is exactly. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. He loves us. He longs for us to be with him where he is. Our victorious death, and it is that, is precious to him because it declares again his sacrifice was and is sufficient. And it's precious in his sight because loving us as he does, he rejoices when his children are home. Finally home. Now today, I know our church family primarily is gathered here, but could I say this still, please? As you sit here today, just each individual, ask yourself this, Kate. Are you totally confident that heaven is your home? Do you have the same blessed assurance that that Nana Johnson had? Would you say, Tim, that matter has been settled for me, yes, because I have trusted the blood of Christ and Him alone. I am trusting Him now. That question for me is settled, just like it was for Nana. But friends, if you're here today, and it doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been attending this church, it does not matter. But if you say, Tim, well, you know what? That's, that's, that's lacking in my heart. I, I do not have a settledness in my soul that I'm ready. I don't have a settledness that I know that heaven is my home. The Lord is moving in your heart. You know why he's doing that? Because he wants you to come to him. He loves you. And he wants, he wants you to have that blessed assurance that Nana had. And if you don't, could I invite you today before you leave? Would you come and speak to one of us? Any of us here? And say, hey, I, 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 I want to know. I want to have that kind of assurance. I want to have that confidence that Nana had. I don't have it right now. I'm not sure why. But I don't have it. Something's wrong. There's a need in my life. Would you come?
Would you please come and talk to one of us? And let us share the word of God with you and pray with you. And God can meet your need. You can walk out with the same assurance that Nana walked out of here with last Sunday. She knew where she was headed. It was all settled for her. Because the atonement of Jesus Christ, she had placed her faith in the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ. His shed blood on Calvary. Well, folks, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Did you mark it? I hope you will. Underline it, highlight it. Always remember the comfort that the word of God gives us in a time like this. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for... uh,